With a Texas twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. Now, we have a great show for you today, and we're so grateful that you have joined us for this conversation I'm pretty excited about this because I'm welcoming my co-host and just beautiful daughter, Anna Crafty Pierce, onto the show. Hi, Anna. Hi, Mama. I'm so good to be here with you. Yay. And we're talking about reading out loud, which is some people hate to read out loud, but we love to. Our family loves to read out loud. And I will say, your dad really, he wasn't wild about it at first. <laughs> But over the years, we've learned a lot of stuff about reading and teaching kids to read. And so we just love to share that. And Anna is not only an artist, a professional artist who can draw just about anything, but and paint and create all kinds of stuff. But she's also an educator. So for me, that's like the best thing ever, because I can ask her all my great questions. So Anna, uh, do you want me to start with a Bible verse or a quote, or do you want me to ask you a question about reading out loud first, or do you have a story you want to start with? Oh, goodness. Um, well, you start with a quote, and then, of course, I have tons of stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to start with a quote because I picked these with you in mind. You, you and I love reading out loud so much, and so the goal today is to give young moms a chance to think of some different ways of thinking about reading out loud, how that can look. And how that can help your kids. So I'm going to, and then of course we always bring art into everything. So I like this because it has to do with communication. It's from Henry Matisse on it. It doesn't say anything about reading, but it has a lot to do about expressing. Okay. Drawing is like making an expressive gesture with the advantage of permanence. I like that. I knew you would like I, that. I I have to add that I do um, a scavenger hunt in my art room that it's actually it involves quite a bit of reading it's what I do instead of a test with junior high kids because you can't I mean who wants to take a test in art really because we made all these projects that are their major grades but I need to know that they know some basics that they pick things up as we made our projects Uh and so I have a I have a scavenger hunt and it's things like make a color wheel out of objects in the room bonus points if you you know add uh, different values of each color or whatever I want to add to there. But one of them is they have to find six quotes and I don't leave them up year round. I put them in weird places like Mona Lisa might have a talking bubble that day and be oh. quoting somebody about art. Well, I'll, so, I'll, I'm going to put these on my, one. I put this on my blog so you can lift it real easy from there and put it on your list. Okay. I have two more quotes for you and you're going to laugh. When parents, okay. ch- 
This is from Graham Scharf, and it's from The Apprenticeship of Being Human. And, you know, I'm working on a parenting book, which I've always wanted to write. It was the book I wanted to write first, and I, I felt the Lord leading me to write these others before it. But I'm finally getting to write that book. And so I've been collecting tons of great quotes. And in his book, The Apprenticeship of Being Human, he said so many great things. But this is the one I pull for today about reading out loud. When parents cherish and cultivate the virtue of their children, their children love learning and communities flourish. Now, in his book, he mentions the things that that you do from zero to three to encourage kids to be successful in life. Oh, our new our producer is a new daddy, so he'll probably want to hear this. It had to do with love, language, and literature. So that's Graham Scharf, and his name spelled really strangely, S-C-H-A-R-F. But oh, here's my here's my favorite quote that I picked for today. I pulled it from an old blog when I interviewed you, and I said, I pulled this. Oh dear. <laughs> this is what you this is you that said this. You said this I know. to me. I'm waiting. You Pins said this to me on air. I just want my listening friends to realize what a brave mother I am. Here's what she said. Can I read you something? Just surprise you with something? And then you read something I had written and I almost passed oh, yeah. out. But anyway, that's on recipes to teach hospitality and reading. Welcome to my kitchen. And that's a, a blog on an idea about how recipes can help your kids learn to read. So, but today we want to talk about reading out loud and what that does in their brains. So, Anna, talk to me a little bit about that. How do you see kids doing better in school and better in life because they, they don't mind? They've learned, they've conquered their fear of reading out loud. Well, that specific question, I immediately think of the difference in my son at the beginning of the school year and at the end. His dear school, I, I'm so thankful for his teachers. They got them in front of groups, starting with just a few people or their classmates, and they progressed through the year. And by the end of the year, he was fearless on stage reciting verses. And his teacher had him reading those verses repetitively together in different silly ways, different specific ways for the last month of school so they could do it on stage. But he, by himself, on a microphone, and he was practicing at home, so I thought I knew what he would do. Turns out she had them standing at those microphones for like, I don't know, and while all the other kids did their lines. So he had to stand yeah. there quietly while they give their lines. He gave his line, and then they all stayed at the microphone while they sang the next song. So I got to hear him sing on a microphone. As I know, a mom, it was amazing. Really, the difference between the beginning of the year when he, and, and this is just, it's a, a correlation, not, I can't prove causation, but at the beginning of the year, he couldn't read. He could only practice by rote, by repeating things we taught him or by making yeah. it up and imagining it in his mind. At the end of the year, he could read. He was memorizing things by reading them. And so I don't know if those two things go developmentally together, but it was so cool to see his confidence in front of people. And it definitely paralleled his progression as far as being able to read, which is interesting. But uh, can, can, I, can I interrupt you just yeah, for a minute? I want to throw something in. I really love the school that you teach at, which is also where your children are learning. And one thing I have always loved about them somewhere along the way, they decided that they would make sure every student was able to stand on stage or speak with confidence to a group in order that those kids would never feel that they missed an opportunity to speak the truth when they had the chance, especially about Jesus. That's that's the school's mentality, and I love it so much. 
So one of the Thank words you. we're talking about today, one reason I picked that quote about expressiveness is I wanted to talk a little bit about express being an expressive child. I know some moms listening in probably have kids that are very expressive and sometimes wonder what to do with them. So I wrote this as I often do. I made us up a definition. I know you're going to love it. Able to use all expressive, able to use all the communication skills God gave us to pass on information and wisdom. And when you talk about reading out loud in the context of that, I this is immediately what I thought of. And then you had another brilliant question, but you used to trade us. And we actually then did it with the neighbor kids who were a few years younger than us. But you would, when we were first beginning, you, we would read a word, you would read a word, and then we would read a page and you would read a page. And then when we got good enough at it, we would read a chapter and then you would read a chapter. Yeah. And it doubled our, like it doubled our money. It doubled our investment as far it, as the work of reading out loud. And it, it allowed was, us to learn because, because we would hear you do it and then we would get to practice. It allowed us to learn how to read expressively. And to communicate emotions and voices. And I, I hear my son already doing it, only he does all the sight words, right? So right now when we're reading the little one sentence per page about the, oh, the easy readers, and he's at level one or two, and and I read the sentence, but, but he reads all the sight words. So we're essentially, he reads two words, and then I read a word that's a little harder, and then he reads two or three, and I read a word. And, and that is the way, like, it makes it so much less work for him. And he's still getting to practice. But he's starting to, like, I can hear the exclamation points and the question marks now, which is so dear. I'm so proud of him. He's really growing fast. You're doing a great, but I'm totally copying you on how we're learning to, how we're doing the practice at home. Now, mind you, his teacher did a great job of teaching him at school. (laughs) Okay. If you, if you don't listen to our our podcast, if this is the first one, you need to know there are many times when Anna tells me things she's doing and I have to confess on air, it's different than what I taught. And better. So I'm just going to take that little bit of um, affirmation there on and tell you, thank you. (laughs) You know, I'm doing that with the grandkids. I bought an Alamo book recently and we read a chapter going down there and that was all we got. They didn't want to read a chapter. (laughs) (laughs) You picked the the wrong boy. You should have picked superheroes or or a survival story. Oh, see, okay, next time I'll do that. That's actually a great idea. The big boys, my big grandsons, I think they were too cool to read a chapter out loud. And they they were the 16 and 18 year old didn't want to read about the Alamo. They wanted to read a survival story. Well, they they were having a holiday. (laughs) I think they they earned it. I didn't mind if they took a break. But um, we have to go to break here in just a a second, speaking of breaks. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how um reading out loud with your kids can create memories and also this is so important i don't want to overlook this there's so much research now about storytelling skills and how that develops your child's brain and their confidence and their emotional intelligence so i want to be sure we talk about that when we come back on and being a teacher i know you're going to have plenty to put in there with it i cannot believe how fast these episodes fly with you If you're looking for more information, we're doing series after series on reading and learning and how your child is designed and building character qualities. You can find all that on Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And we're Truth with a Texas Twang. We really hope you'll stay with us through these few moments and come back to us because we want to talk some more about creating memories and storytelling skills when we come back from this break, 
um, I don't want to forget to say thank you for joining us today. This makes us so happy. You're the reason that we do this. And we figure you're probably a mom with some kids at home. And so we're really hoping that what we share today makes your life better and easier and more fun. We want to give you skills and encouragement. Anna and I both are are moms and I'm a grandmother now. So we know all about how exhausting it can be to be with small children. (laughs) So we hope this break is good for you. Okay. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Help me, Toginet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at Toginet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit, and we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations from Coexisting to Cherished is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then the well, the art of drawing out authentic conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? (laughs) Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. 
We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. So we're talking about reading out loud. And of course, Anna and I just love reading out loud, but my kids didn't like it at first. And now they all love it. They love to share a book. And and Anna, you mentioned passing it back and forth. But if you have three kids and a mom, that's four. I mean, you only have to read one chapter out of every four. Pretty soon kids figure out that's a pretty good deal. So they sort of jump in there and enjoy it. Okay. I want to talk a little bit next, Anna, if you don't mind, about creating memories as you read out loud and also the storytelling skills that develop when you're that engaged in that different way with a story in a book. So do you mind just giving us a little teacher perspective on that? I don't have a ton, except I remember the books as a kid because I'm an art teacher. So I do lots of visual Um, and we do, we do spoken feedback. And so there's some of that in my classroom. And I do notice in my room, a lot of, um, I have some students who do better when music is playing, which is interesting, Oh, but I haven't studied sound and audio as much as I have visual, but you know, which books I remember best are the ones that had different voices. Oh yeah. Because you're reading along. The author (laughs) was so, he was so just good with words and language that as he wrote, he wrote the words differently. He spelled them differently. So when you read them phonetically, that character had a different accent. Like an and my Irish favorite or, as a child, yeah. yes, was Brian Jacques' Redwall series. Yes, I like love those. His, they were amazing. The, the rat sounded differently. Like all you had to do was sound out the words and you had a different accent when you were the rat than when you were the mouse or the sparrow or all the I different love, characters. I love those books. They are so beautiful. Mossflower. And, and they were, the heroes were honorable. It was, it, they were such a good book. I have one in front of me right now because I pulled it and, and the cover's falling apart because I read it so much as a child. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say this because some people might be wondering, listening, listening in, they might, if you're listening and you're wondering, why is Kathy associating reading out loud with being expressive and so what? Here's what I think about expressiveness, Anna. I think this is why I think it's so important. Uh, like I saw this change in your son this year where when you're talking to people, I mean, we've all been in audiences where the speaker was so monotone that you kind of drift off to sleep. But then if they know how to just adjust their their pitch and their rhythm of their voice, that makes a huge difference. And I will say I have a speech coach now because people ask me, invite me to speak sometimes now. And when they do, I want to give them a good speech. So I have a friend that coaches me, Tammy Whitehurst. I just love her. And she always tells me to remember to pause. (laughs) I get excited and then I want to use more words. (laughs) Me too. Me too. So being expressive in the right way with a lot of self-discipline actually makes you a better communicator and more persuasive. So I think those things are really linked. And I would say that storytelling skills, like you mentioned, uh, Mr. Jacques, who wrote that that wonderful Redwall series, his storytelling skills. I mean, even as you talk about him, you mentioned how honorable the, the, the characters are. So storytelling skills. One thing I've learned from having editors go over every bit of every book is 
those storytelling skills really come in handy. They're very important. And so when when you read out loud, you're really helping your child develop that. And it's such a gift to give them, even if they don't like it at first. Okay, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? It's interesting you should mention editors, because what I love about my son or my daughter or myself reading good, um, classic, well-edited, well-authored and well-edited literature, they're saying out loud, the words they're speaking are well-structured. The sentences have been put together carefully and edited to be good, and they are saying those, those things are going through their brain and then coming out their mouth. So, of course, it seems like it to me, at least as a mom, um, that doing that, practicing that out loud would improve the way they speak and communicate. You know, it's so interesting. They're saying that kids that that tend to to come from underprivileged homes have uh, it's like amazing number of words they don't get. So the difference is like something like 10,000 words they're exposed to from zero to three versus 30,000 or 100,000, I forget, it's a huge number for kids that have more educated parents. I think that really matters because it is a predictor of how well your child is going to succeed in life. So if you're listening in and you feel like you don't have what you need for your child, if you'll just give them words, and you can do that by just borrowing a book from the library, and then, or, and I tell you the best book, Anna, we were going to do a series on uh, memorization, remember, and I told you nobody wants to listen to that. But the truth is, <laughs> if you want to expand your vocabulary, start reading the Bible out loud. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know that's why my vocabulary is as extensive as it is. Okay, because as soon as I got to the point where I respected the Bible at about 19 or 20 years old, I started reading it like crazy. And I'm sure that I already had a pretty large vocabulary because I've always loved to read. Okay, I want to ask you a really significant question. And this is kind of a thought one. Did we talk enough about audio and scrapbooking and memoir? We have all these great reading episodes. And if you miss the one on memoirs and storytelling and scrapbooking, just put scrapbooking in my um, my website and you'll find some great articles about that. And the the reason being, it teaches your child better reading skills and better sequencing skills, all the stuff Anna knows about. Okay, so Anna, can I ask you my question, or did you want to say one more thing? Oh, no, I want to hear the question. I'm all, okay. I cannot wait to hear the question. Okay, this is a thought-provoking question. So, in that book I told you about that I've been reading for my own parenting book, and I'm going to be quoting him on my blog and stuff, because I loved his book called uh, Apprenticeship of Being Human. In it, he, he, he cites love, literature, and language as something that's really significant in the development of children from zero to three years old. Love, language, literature. I mean, that's so easy. Anybody can, can get something off, you know, download a good book off the Internet or find a good article and read it out loud to their three-year-old. Some great stories, great little children's books you can do that with. But giving them language and the ability to express themselves allows their brains to develop and even they're more emotionally mature and intelligent because they have words to express their emotions. So this is really so much more important than I realized when I was a young mom. Okay, so here's my thought-provoking question I can't wait to ask you. If love, literature, and language could save America, what would that look like on a crafty Pierce? If love 
literature and language. Uh-huh. Well, what, what, I don't understand the part about Save America. Well, you know, America just seems like it's kind of, we've had such a weird year or two here with COVID and then some of the, all this news about ah. crime, increased crime and, and I mean, there's just one thing after another, bad news all the time. So I'm thinking, it looks like, let's quit talking about what's bad and start talking about what could save America, what could save our culture. How can we reclaim this beautiful culture that we love so much? Freedom and and uh, respect for each other, civility. So um, that's what I'm asking. If love, literature, and language could restore civility to American life, what would that look like? I think that the first thing is to say, where is it already? Ah. It's easy to find the bad news because it sells newspapers and, and it, it sells ads on the Internet. So it's easy <laughs> yeah. to see what's going wrong. So the question is what's going right. For example... Yesterday was the kickoff at our public library for the summer reading program. Oh. And we didn't get to go to the actual party, but we went by later. And because I was inspired by it, because all my friends with young children were talking about the kickoff party. Oh. And I had other plans during the day. But so we went to the library in the evening because my kids had heard about the library and wanted to go. And we walked away with like 15 children's books. Oh, wow. Person. And wow. I only read them all twice, which is my limit. So we have to go back tomorrow so I can get new ones. <laughs> Which is the great thing about the library. My kids can't ask me to read those same books 50 times because we'll have new ones tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Okay, we've got That's two here. minutes. So tell me what you think. Or do you want me to read a Bible verse? Oh, I do have a Bible verse. Let's well, read one Bible verse. Or you sum it as up. As, as far as rescuing America, I feel like embracing and, and underwriting and investing in things like that library program find the things that already exist. And then when you find the thing that doesn't do it, if it's your yeah. calling, love it. But, um, but first look for the good things that already exist. What's the Bible verse. Okay. So that has to do with her answer is look for what the good exists in love, literature, and language. I, I love that, especially thinking about the good it, that exists in your children. You can speak that with language over them. And that is so dear to affirm them in the positive beautiful things about your child. So don't forget to give them the language of positivity and, and affirmation and blessing on your children. Okay. Here's a great verse. You're going to love this. I bet you didn't even know this was in this verse. I never noticed it before. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading to exhortation and to doctrine. First Timothy 4, 12 through 13. I just couldn't believe it when I found that. Isn't that awesome? We're we're out of time. So I want to thank you for listening in today. And I want to remind you that this and so many other great uh, episodes about how to get your kids reading and loving to learn, how to help them create out of their own design and have beautiful characters uh, character qualities. That's all at kathycrafty.com. K-R-A-F is in Frank. V is in Victor. E is in Edward.com. And Anna, thank you so much for being with me today. I love it. for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, fellas.